Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to Transport Topics where you can receive exclusive access to our top 100 lists, quarterly magazines, and other news surrounding the trucking industry. To subscribe, visit ttn.ws forward slash tt subscribe. It's that time of year again, where we look at the topics that have shaped the future of trucking thus far in 2023. As we enter the second half of this year, there are a lot of trends and discussion about what lies ahead, but two words that were spoken really tied all of these things together. And those words are preventive and predictive. So for this episode, we simply asked the question, how has the trucking industry become so preventive and predictive in 2023? Although that's a wide and general inquiry, we'll break it down. First, let's look at the service of preventive maintenance. In the last several years, this service has evolved in conjunction with the innovations in technology, as well as living in a post-pandemic era. Let's take our conversation with Mike First, Director of Contract Service and Business Technology Solutions at Volvo Trucks North America. Earlier this year at the American Trucking Association's Technology and Maintenance Council annual meeting in Orlando, Volvo Trucks announced its adaptive maintenance service contract called Volvo Blue. First explained the service as a proactive measure to, quote, take the human error out of the equation and putting that into the formal recommendations for fleet managers to take action on. So one of the our primary missions with the Blue contract is really simplify the maintenance offering and, and the sales approach that our dealers would take with customers. So as we as we continue to innovate and introduce new offerings, the menu grows and then it becomes more difficult to to explain. So we try to package it together in a way that makes sense and offers more value to the customer. So we'll include remote diagnostics now beyond that two-year period with the new truck through the contract term. So if it's a 500,000 mile contract, they'll get remote diagnostics through 500,000 miles. So the same data that the customer would see uh, and assist is the is the platform that we give our customers to to view fault code information. They can initiate service requests. That same data for remote diagnostic is now available in the fleet management tool we provide the dealer. So when they go in and view their PM schedule and they see what's coming due in the next 30 days, they can see critical fault code information that remote diagnostic provides. So we provide that full visibility to the truck health through, uh, through a tool that's called TripVision. Our dealers get that, uh, trucks are automatically loaded that are under contract into that tool for dealers to use as part of the contract price. And they can view truck location information, they can see all the fault code information. Uh, they can even choose if they wanna see 
all faults or just the faults that remote diagnostics is, is tracking. So depending on the dealer's level of sophistication and being able to interpret fault codes, they can see all or just the filtered down codes. And then of course, the main piece is, is being able to view service schedule and initiate the service request from that tool. So we, we package it all under under one contract just to give a, that complete vehicle health picture uh, to the dealer and, and make it easier for the dealer to explain it to the customer. With innovations in preventive maintenance, the question is often asked, what to do with all this data? To avoid that paralysis by analysis, many providers strive to take the guesswork out of it by making their software as intuitive as possible. Kane Grow, CEO of Uptake, a provider of predictive analytics software, spoke about that process and how fleet managers can, as he mentioned, cut through the noise. We have 65 total models deployed in the application today, and, and we're trying to build it really around the thinking of how does the operator got to work his day or her day? Um, and so how can we make the application um, as user-friendly, exactly like you said, and you said it very well of, be able to cut through the noise, get to what, you know, if I have a, if I have a fleet of 500 trucks, what are the 10 things that I need to get done today that are the most important? And there's a lot of data that could be overwhelming, but if you could say to the, to the operator, these 10 things are the most important um, for, you know, safety, for potentially driver retention because the driver needs, you know, to keep that truck up and running, um, for shop operation efficiency, uh, maybe it's parts ordering uh, ahead of time. Those are the things, and, and you're, you're exactly right, is there, there are millions of data points that are coming into that system, but how could you ultimately take those million and just say these are the 10 things that are the most important? Yeah. And that's really what we've been really homing the application around is really trying to make the operation as efficient and as easy, as easy to operate as possible. And if they have to communicate outbound to the driver, what is in front of them that is empirical evidence to say, you have to get this truck in to the shop? Sure. You know, and I believe, I believe long-term, Uptake has a, a role in providing evidence to the driver. This doesn't exist today, but I aspire to even give a shop owner or a fleet operator evidence to the driver that says, if, if you continue to operate the truck in this manner, this is where your truck will break down, literally to a mile, to show them how far they could be from the next repair shop, how much towing would cost, how much brand illusion would cost the fleet, how you know, the goods potentially expiring on the truck, or the goods not getting to the final destination. Um, that entire story has to be told by somebody. I don't necessarily think the fleet's gonna develop that story. I think we have a role in developing that story. If your transportation and logistics operation doesn't have a full-time CFO to guide you through challenging financial decisions, you may be the perfect fit for Summit Virtual CFO by Anders. Find out how by visiting summitcpa.net. Hey, Road Signs listeners. It's your man, Mike Freeze, here to tell you that the call-in lines are open. What does that mean, you may ask? Isn't this a podcast, not a radio show? You're correct. But we found a new way that you can call in and leave myself or my co-host, Seth Clevenger, a message. Leave us a message on new topics you'd like to hear more about or ask questions you may have about the trucking industry. Give us a ring at ttn.ws forward slash speak pipe. 
When we talk about cutting through the noise, we have to include electric vehicles in the conversation. As EVs are getting more into critical mass, the discussion of preventive maintenance is growing as well. We spoke with Vice President of Maintenance and Engineering for UPS, Anthony Marshall, who has overseen the fleet's efforts in EVs. We spoke to him about the process that UPS uses for preventive maintenance. So we have an internal, um, what we call a learning development pro um, department that goes through all the training for every particular vehicle, um, any new technology we come through. So we have a very um, extensive process with that. And that team does an excellent job of anything that comes into assimilating the training and make sure folks are well aware. And then we all work together to make sure everybody gets what they need, including not just technicians, but drivers, everything else. Because oftentimes the drivers are forgotten about as far as what that looks like for them. It's something different. Um, if you think about EVs, EVs are a lot quieter than the traditional diesel. So understanding what cab, cab environment is going to be like and understanding all that stuff. So it's always good to make sure that um, on an internal standpoint that you always put the training first, make sure people are well aware of what changes are going to be, and then explain in great detail how it's actually going to affect them personally. As Marshall explained, it's not just about the technicians, although they're a major part of the trucking industry assembly line, who make the trucks go. It's also about the driver. Hayden Cardiff, co-founder and chief innovation officer at Idyllic, a firm that helps fleets predict and mitigate driver risk, reduce preventable accidents, and lower losses, speaks about the process of actually coaching up the driver. So one of the things that we've seen as the most effective is really going beyond coaching on individual critical events and getting to an understanding of coaching on behaviors. So what do I mean by that? Like right now, if you look at industry best practice, it is I get a camera, uh, you know, critical event recorder, and I use that to both identify driver risk, but also to coach those drivers. Every one of those critical events come through, I, you know, I see them, I call the driver, I coach them, I mark it as coach complete, I'm trying to cover my bases from a litigation standpoint, and I'm engaging those drivers, right? Like that is industry best practice at this point. The challenge with that is when you go and talk to a driver about a specific event, they are going to get defensive. Everyone I talk to, every time I bring this up, they're like, oh my gosh, and they have three or four different stories right off the top of their head of drivers getting defensive. But what do we expect? That's human nature, right? If you're, if you're coming at me for something that I did in a specific event, I will naturally try to defend my actions. That's just, that is, again, human, that's human behavior. So how do you get away from that, right? Because if I'm defensive as a driver, I'm not going to be open to change. So how do you actually get drivers to be open and willing and understanding that they need to change? And it's talking through patterns of behavior, right? So if you can identify not just who's at risk, but why, and you can identify the patterns of, that's driving that risk, you can now talk to that driver and say, look, you're a great driver. You've been here for X, X amount of months, years, whatever the case is, we want you to be here, but we're, we're seeing this type of pattern, right? If you were in my shoes, you saw this pattern with another driver, like, what would you see? What would you say? How would you coach? Right. Like those kind of things. Now you can start to really get the driver on your side to understand like, hey, there's something that needs to happen here. Let's work on it together. And now you can start to put together prescriptive plans. We like to talk about them as professional development plans. Right. Um, but you can call them what you want. But it's really this understanding of when you coach, it has to be a give and take. Right. Just lobbing over an online training isn't good enough. Right. You have to be able to coach but then be able to engage multiple touch points across multiple weeks. 
because that's how people learn. That's how you can track behaviors actually changing. And best practice is getting multiple voices engaged as well. Maybe a driver manager, maybe a safety manager, terminal manager, whatever the case is. So now you have everyone kind of talking about a specific behavior, maybe it's speed management, defensive driving, and you have multiple touch points and the driver is hearing it from different voices. And when they, when that happens, as opposed to these one-off individual events, drivers understand that there are behaviors that need to change and they start to buy in. And when they get that buy-in and then we, when they feel that you care about them, they actually change. And we've seen it play out in the data, man, that, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, about a 60 to 70% improvement in critical event reduction in these plans. And that tipping point is generally at about 15 days, right? So it takes a couple weeks of these plans to really show the, the you know, that, that tipping point. And, and so that's been really, really interesting to see it play out in the data and our customers, uh, you know, have been obviously reaping the benefit of, of kind of making that shift. And finally, when it comes to preventive maintenance or predictability, you have to get down to the root cause of the issues. This was the very theme of Randy Obermeyer's tenure as TMC chairman. Innovation and maintenance doesn't mean a thing if the inner workings of maintenance and repair aren't addressed. We spoke with Obermeyer about this particular point when it pertains to the actual technician's boots on the ground. I think some people, that's one of the reasons why they, I've gotten some pushback when I've talked about this. It's like, really, you want to pay the dealership their rate of anywhere anymore. It's $180 to $200 an hour to help you find a root cause. Are you really interested in paying that? Well, first of all, a lot of them don't, a lot of those guys don't know how uh, to find a root cause, but once everybody gets trained up on, on how to find a root cause, then it, it should become less expensive. I can use that information to prevent some of my other trucks from going into their shops. So um, you talked about uh, life expectancy or uh, or whatever of a of a component. What is the life expectancy of a component these days? You know, years ago we knew exactly how long a starter would last, exactly how long, for the most part, brakes would last, depending on where they were running uh, and other components. But now today, with the electronics and and all the uh, things that we have going on with after treatment devices, and then in the future here with ADOS and and all the electronic components, we really don't have any idea how long the components should last. They have a certain amount of warranty, but beyond that, we don't know how long they're going to last. So when a component fails, one of the things we have to do is determine how long of a life should that component have on it and how much life is used up. So if it's really at the end of the day, only 50% used up, then we should be looking at what caused the failure was it an electronic internal electronic issue uh did somebody weld by chance on the the chassis or something like that and then caused an electrical uh issue that you know short-circuited the the component or uh you know was it a terminal issue where you had the terminals connected where maybe it had a loose connection uh was it corrosion there's a lot of things that can cause a component to fail uh, but I think before you go there, you have to know what the life expectancy is and, and you can start digging deeper.
If you're looking for strategic financial guidance to take your transportation and logistics operation to the next level, that's what we do at Summit Virtual CFO by Anders. Find out how at summitcpa.net. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How has the trucking industry become so preventive and predictive in 2023? As you have noticed, these two words have been weaved into the discussion of the future of trucking. It's been used to describe and forecast that future, which in due time will consist of a new world of EVs, alternative fuels, and even further out, automation and artificial intelligence. However, as we talk about the new, we also talk about the human, the ones that have to navigate the new shiny innovations that have come our way this year. So if these conversations are any indication, the more we address the preventive and predictable, the better prepared the industry is to handle a world that is anything but. On the ending note, please be sure to watch our latest Transport Topics magazine event series, Spark, launching August 15th. As today's fleets strive to meet operational efficiency and sustainability goals, what does that mean for the future of the internal combustion engine? Are alternative fuels or electric vehicles the next logical step? Who is engineering these advances and which will be the right choice for your fleet? Discover the potential energy and new ideas that will drive you forward. Be sure to register at www.ttnews.com forward slash TTMES forward slash Spark. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. If my questions have spark questions of your own, share them with the Road Signs team or reach me on Twitter at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.